Hello and welcome to the Shape of Work, a podcast series by Springworks. My name is Anoop and I am your host. Each week we'll be talking to top people managers across the world on the future of work and how it's shaping our workplace. So sit back and get ready to find out more from these movers and shakers as we have a no holds barred anything goes conversation with them about their journey, their insights, their thoughts, and most importantly their ideas and vision for the workplace of the future. Join in on the conversation. Leave a comment and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Shape of Work podcast. In this episode today we have with us Amol Sonawane who is working as the senior manager for HR product at Reliance Industries Limited. Hi Amol, thank you for coming and joining us today. Thanks Aparijita, great to be here. Likewise. So just to set some context about you and what you do, can you tell our listeners a bit about your career journey so far? Sure Aparijita. So basically I'm a statistics graduate uh post my graduation i went to do my mba in tis mumbai in hrm and lr so i completed my uh, mba in 2017 post my mba i joined reliance nippon life insurance company as a management trainee as a management trainee i got i got to work into different uh, center of expertise in hr right from employee engagement talent management employee relations talent acquisition and sort of hr business partnering role so i worked there for almost four and a half months and uh, post uh, reliance nepon life insurance i did work for a brief period of time in whitehead junior i was hr bp for their product analytics and global survey function and post whitehead junior i have joined reliance industries recently 10 months ago i'm here working as a senior manager we are actually developing a hr platform product on lines of your work day and success factor so currently part of a product team all right that's amazing sir so what inspired you when you started working as an hr well uh, when i started working in as, as an hr frankly post mba i think uh, you know hr as a function in uh, current area uh, you know current era is taking a great shape data has become a great point and technology is actually disrupting the way hr function is behaving and uh, it's approaching the current working conditions so i think two parts the first is technology and data being a statistics graduate i was fascinated by data and uh, when i went to my event when i was doing my mba in tis i think uh, it was great to see how hr in current era is actually leveraging data to make some better decisions and uh, some great strategies so i think data was one of the part and second aspect was helping people i think hr is a people's function so mm-hmm. being hr is like advocating people's rights so i think uh, that part was also great about hr so these two factors were really crucial as a hr absolutely so i'm sure as an hr professional you had to come across different talents so yeah. with such a huge pool of talent all across the country so what is your strategy for attracting and retaining those top talents i think uh, when it comes to retaining and attracting top talents it does uh, vary industry to industry and uh, in my own experience i have seen uh, trends in employment are mostly set by tech companies so whatever is going on in tech industry is eventually followed by other industries so if i had to talk particularly about tech industries you know employees uh, you know if an employer wants to attract a great talent 
then employees in this era they're actually demanding for their own share in terms of esops or stock option while joining company because uh, you know compensation has become one of the aspect in order to attract talent because uh, there is a great talent war currently going on there is a great shortage of talent for niche skills so i think employers who are able to give some equity to employees in in you know esops or stock options are the ones who will lead this thing uh, as far as retaining talent is concerned now this is a challenging area uh, you can attract a talent by giving a great deal of compensation lucrative deals uh, uh, but once a talent comes in i think uh, in order to retain a talent you need to have a great career framework you need to mm-hmm. uh, give a you know lot of options to your employees not, not just grow vertically in their functions but do you have assorted options where employee can move horizontally or they can have uh, cross functional exposures i think those are the aspect that the companies need to uh, you know really look into and the second aspect again while retaining talent is that comes from the compensation philosophy uh, there is an adams equity theory which says you know people demand you know great compensation in lieu of great performance mm-hmm. so when employees are putting in great performance then as an employer it becomes really you know uh, you know pivotal to set meritocratic culture i think companies in this era uh, you know they are so when we talk about talent talent management i think talent management is nothing but putting in processes putting in system wherein you know employees feel competitive there is a meritocracy and then all that meritocratic efforts are eventually translated into some differential compensation so where when people are performing they are giving differential performance they are also expecting differential compensation in return and that indeed you know helps retaining a great talent if people are not finding their efforts are compensated by the you know amount of compensation they are looking at then maybe it becomes a tough task to you know retain the great talent i see so it's like we it's like optimizing the compensation as well as based on the performance of the employees is what organization organization should be looking at so that's a great thing to look at so over the years of experience in different organizations as an hr professional uh what kind of challenges you had to face in your career journey well i think uh, you know when i joined uh, as an hr professional in industry i think uh, one of the challenges and it is challenge across industry across borders is uh, being inclusive i think that is really a tough part to be a uh, tough job of hr you know whenever you are implementing policies when you are doing some initiative i think being inclusive becomes a challenging step because when you are actually thinking about a strategy you missed out of uh, you know people who come from diverse background so sometimes uh, your policies are not inclusive enough that's why uh, in current era you are seeing uh, there is a greater focus about on diver- diversity and inclusive policies so i had faced similar issues whenever i was devising policies my policies mm-hmm. were mostly focused towards uh, a common set of employees but they were not very you know uh, taking into account the inclusiveness aspect of it okay. so that was one part and uh, 
Then there is another challenge. I think again, uh, what I was referring to, you know, meritocratic culture. I think whenever we are making policies, I think distinction to make a meritocratic performance is another challenge. And that's like challenges uh, organization wide. So there are policies to attract a great talent. There are policies to manage a great talent. But, uh, you know, when it comes to formally distinguish a talent, I think that becomes an issue. So that's why employers are heavily dependent on technological application tools wherein you want to formalize discussion, you want to formalize data points that actually distinguish uh, performance of employees uh, level-wise so that when you are doing uh, PMS calibration or when you are going to give your uh, compensation rewards i think those data points are going to be handy all right so um also we've noticed that digitization is speeding up at a tremendous pace in the industry right now we've seen quite a lot of news about already um a lot of digital trendy stuff that is happening on in the industry so what do you think youths entering the industry should be focusing on i think uh, the current data simply belongs to the current era simply belongs to data and technology i mm-hmm. think technology is uh, progressing at a rapid uh, rate mm-hmm. and uh, data has uh, become the new oil uh, in the current era so i think uh, whoever who wants to enter into any industry be it hr or any other function i think they need to understand the uh, basic nuances of data analysis i think data analysis uh, so now this is the time where you cannot shy away from data because people are no more interested in uh, listening to your observations based on your heuristics and judgment people mm-hmm. are actually demanding some yes. you know yeah they are looking at some crucial data points which are backed up by some scientific evidence that's why when you talk about data analysis data brings in authenticity and whatever trends you are going to be drawing out of your statistical analysis or mathematical analysis i think that eventually helps businesses to make unbiased decisions and and they are at with a great accuracy so you are not doing error of judgment in that aspect so data analysis is another part and second aspect is people should also learn a bit slice of uh, what is data architecture what is it architecture you should also know about how cloud works how system works and the whole IT structure, how does it work? How does application help an industry to go grow? So all those aspects, I think uh, the youth definitely needs to focus upon. And uh, additionally, towards data science, people should also be learning some languages, like people should learn Python language or R languages. These languages will give them additional age uh, while doing in data analysis. And in terms of visualization of that data, people uh, should also learn uh, tools like Tableau or Power BI. They are becoming very predominant in industry usage. So these are, I think, some key things uh, you should be aware of. And they should definitely deploy their energy learning on these aspects. So definitely. So you should be focusing on upskilling themselves in this, um, in this like tools and skills. They need to try to remain in this trend as well. So I'm sure there is a lot of takeaway from the content you shared today. Thank you for sharing. So this brings us to the end of the podcast. Thank you, Amol. It was lovely hosting you today. Thanks. Thanks, Aprijita. It was great pleasure to be here. Thanks to Springworks. It was a great platform for me to share my views. 
And uh, just to summarize my viewpoints, I think uh, youth and HR professionals who are budding HR professionals or who want to get into HR profession, uh, just there is one uh, suggestion or one advice that I have. Uh, it is about understanding this function. So the main motive of this function is to uphold meritocracy and ethics. Mm -hmm. So you cannot distinguish or you cannot, you know, take away, alienate meritocracy and ethics while doing anything. So whatever projects, whatever efforts that you are going to put in as an HR person, if they're not indirectly translating into meritocratic or ethical culture, I think you are substantially losing a ground as an HR profession. So be mindful of these two things that, you know, whatever you are do, so whatever interventions that you want to make, uh, they should be based on some research and not heuristics. And your efforts, your intervention should ensure meritocratic and ethical culture. That's amazing. Thank you so much for that enlightening words. Thanks. Thanks, Aprajita. Again, great to be here. Thank you.